0: Welcome to the Park Road Podcast for May 31st, 2020. Today's podcast is a sermon given by Russ Dean, co pastor with Amy Jackstein at Park Road Baptist Church. His sermon this morning is entitled, When We Least Expect It.
1: reminded you two weeks ago when I preached that the gospel has been said to comfort the afflicted and to afflict the comfortable. My sermon today is entitled, Wild Things Can Happen, and I hope you will stay with me to the end that you hear both the affliction and the comfort that I believe comes to us in Scripture for today. It is Pentecost Sunday. The day on which a church which grounds its theology in a Trinitarian God, God three in one, celebrates the coming of the Spirit. There was God, and then they knew Jesus, and before he left them, he promised that God would send another, a comforter, the Holy Spirit. Pentecost is born when the promise of the coming of the Spirit of God is experienced in the world. Now, today is Pentecost Sunday in name. We need Pentecost today in spirit. From John chapter 7, beginning at the 37th verse, On the last day of the festival, The great day, while Jesus was standing there, he cried out, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me, and let the one who believes in me drink. As the scripture has said, out of the believer's heart shall flow rivers of living water. The mark of the followers of Jesus, rivers of living water. Does that mark your heart? Does that mark the heart of our church, of the church today in this country? Rivers of living waters? Now Jesus said this about the Spirit which believers in Him were to receive, but as yet there was no Spirit because Jesus was not yet glorified. Hmm. As yet there was no Spirit For Jesus was not yet glorified. Over the last week, as I have felt the nation swept along in an uncontrollable torrent of destruction, devastating spring storms, 100,000 lives lost to the coronavirus, yet another unarmed black victim of sanctioned murder Cities set on fire by the embers of racism smoldering from our nation's earliest days and erupting into flames, understandably, even predictably. An entire nation swept along in chaos, rudderless, unmoored, without a leadership grounded in compassion and moral integrity. I have thought of these words over and over this week, As yet there was no spirit because Jesus was not yet glorified. Is it any wonder the nation is on fire? You cannot tell me that Jesus who cared for the last and the least, the outcast and the stranger, who died at the hands of a religious establishment entrenched in the power of empire, you cannot tell me That Jesus is glorified in the excess and inequality, the abuse and neglect, the self-righteous civil religion, the hatred, and the anger that the United States of America so often shows the world. Is it any wonder the nation is on fire, for as yet there was no spirit, because Jesus was not yet glorified. You have heard the ancient story. Let us listen now for the word of the Lord. I sat on my back patio for the entire morning yesterday. This has never happened to me in 20 years. For the entire morning, trying to put down a single word of a sermon. Now, I've never had any delusions that any grand oratory would come from this pulpit and change the world, but I've always taken very seriously the privilege and the responsibility that comes with the audacious claim of standing here and claiming to speak for God. Part of that responsibility, the gravity of the calling, is to be ever mindful of the cultural climate keenly aware of the events of the day and to be able and willing to step into the privilege of addressing real world issues to real world people with the responsibility of offering a hope that must transcend the issues of any day. So I step into this pulpit today While the nation burns around us due to disease and self-righteous anger and the sin of our racism, I stand here today carefully, fearfully, prayerfully. Amy and I have seen a lot of people die over the years, given the pastoral calling to attend to birth and death and all the important milestones of life in between. But there was something jarring, let me say breathtaking, about watching George Floyd being crushed to death under the knee of a uniformed Minneapolis police officer. The callousness or cruelty, the malice or apathy, the sheer uniformed brutality of listening to a strapping grown man call out for his mama. It is a sound I will never forget. Please, God, let it be a sound we never forget. If white people cannot understand the rage that has erupted across this nation, we simply are not listening to our black neighbors and friends. Now, no one that I know condones rioting violence and destruction becoming in response like that which is being protested. No one that I know condones violent response, but we should understand the protests, the anger that too easily turns violent. The factors that fuel the fires are not the musings of liberal pastors not just anecdotes twisted for politically correct rhetorical purpose. The factors that smolder under the surface until the murder of another unarmed brother fans them into rage, well, they aren't really factors at all. They're just facts. In every measurable category, African Americans, as a matter of fact, are treated as less than their white counterparts. Discrimination in housing, unfair lending practice for mortgage and business loans, educational opportunity. Read the facts. The NFL and NBA have been majority black for many years, yet there are still only a handful of black owners and coaches. There are fewer acting jobs for people of color, directing jobs, producing jobs. The number of academy awards presented to people of color pales in comparison to white actors. I encourage you to look up these statistics for yourself because the decimation of the black community by mass incarceration is one of the great sins of our generation. The rates of incarceration for blacks being far greater than for their white counterparts across the criminal justice system for every level of crime. From marijuana possession to capital murder, blacks are pursued more aggressively and punished more harshly than whites. Look at the facts. Black mothers die in childbirth far more often than white mothers because black women are just routinely provided substantial care, even by black doctors. The studies show. In the tragic 100,000 deaths we are lamenting due to the coronavirus, a disproportionate number belong to African-Americans because people of color present with more complicating factors Due to a host of issues, including just the basic stress of life in the United States, our black sisters and brothers are often less healthy in general. Every black man that I know has been followed around a store by some security guard and stopped in his car for driving while black, a common expression among our black friends. All my black friends have known the sad experience of giving the talk, especially to teenage sons. You know, so you don't get killed if you get stopped for a traffic violation. I can't even imagine. All of these add up and then add insult to injury with all of the jokes and insults The subtle put-downs, the assumptions and stereotypes that follow people of color their whole lives. You want to know why cities burn? For as yet there is no spirit. Because Jesus has not yet been glorified. Harsh words today. Afflicting the comfortable today. One black commentator said it this way this past week. The reality we have now is we've got to look in the mirror in order for the level of contempt for life, the contempt that killed George Floyd to take place in broad daylight with officers and bystanders standing by and nothing be done. That's the tip of a very big iceberg of disrespect and contempt for life. And a pattern from coast to coast, where when someone gets out of a car, they're African American, they're presumed to be a threat. Whatever you do to subdue that person is gonna be considered, quote unquote, okay. But in this case, he's not running. In this case, he doesn't have a weapon. In this case, whatever he did two minutes ago or three minutes ago, five or seven or nine minutes ago, he's begging for his mother, and nothing is done. That doesn't happen out of the clear blue sky. You build up to that level of contempt. You build up to that level of dehumanization and desensitization, and you're now witnessing the outcome of that of all of these other little incidents until you finally have a culture of contempt for black life at the highest levels. And that's what we're seeing. So this is not going to be fixed by legislation. So what is going to fix the problem we have? Tough talk, harsh rhetoric, Tougher policing? Mandatory sentencing? Renewal of the war on drugs? Law and order? No, we don't need law and order in any of its misguided forms. It was law and order that crushed the life out of George Floyd in the broad daylight of a Minnesota May. It is law and order that once again stokes the flames and reveals the heart of our original sin of racism We don't need law and order. We need the Spirit of God. Pentecost. We need Pentecost. Now, you know, Pentecost is another of those Bible stories that sophisticated 21st century people, even many Christians, find easy to dismiss. Holy Ghost Revival. Tongues of fire, dancing on people's heads, speaking in foreign languages and babbling in ecstatic tongues. Oh, yeah, right. Sounds like some kind of tribal superstition, doesn't it? Well, it can sound that way. But in his commentary on the text, Bruce Epperly says, we don't need to reject the story because of its outmoded worldview." we can still affirm the transforming power of the Spirit. Daily life is enchanted and chock full of divine inspiration for those who have the senses to perceive it. Today, we need Christians filled with the joy and passion of Spirit that looks like it has set them on fire. We need churches filled with Holy Ghost love. Churches willing to work across lines of difference and ready to do big, bold things. We need leaders who perceive divine inspiration and speak out of compassion and decency. Who lead by example in humility and with integrity. We need hearts overflowing with rivers of living waters. We need a kind of Pentecostal revival in this country today. For as yet, there is no spirit because Jesus is not yet glorified. But do not despair, people of God. As Bruce Epperly continues in his commentary, the mystics Remind us that reality is larger than we can imagine and that we live in a sea of energy and possibility in which wild things can happen when we, when we least expect it. When we least expect it. When cities are burning with rage, when morale is at an all-time low, division at an all-time high, when leaders are lacking and followers are fighting, when we least expect it, wild things can happen. The wind of God's Spirit is blowing across the land today. We must believe it. We must be sure of that. So wild things. Wild things are going to happen. Are you ready for Pentecost? May it be so. Amen.
0: We invite you to learn more about Park Road at parkroadbaptist.org. Park Road is a progressive faith community located in Charlotte, North Carolina, encouraging independent thought, community service, social justice, and interfaith understanding. Today's podcast was produced with production help from Hugh Ashcraft, Brian Smith, Bruce White, and Rich Dower. Our theme music was composed by Brandon Michael Williams. Thanks for listening. Peace and peace to you.